just think it, I know it They hate you first and they in love with you This life can get hard but keep going One of me work like a bunch of you Look to the sky like, oh lord Believe in me, see I'm untouchable I'm gonna get where I'm going You ain't doing it if you comfortable If you just chilling, then how you progressing We all facing problems, the problems are testing The pain hurt my chest burning like cigarettes But I'ma just fight it, I'm ready to get it Hey, we want to welcome everybody back to another great episode of the Daily Dose of Discomfort. I'm Ryan. It's Joel. And Bob. We got everybody here. The three musketeers are gathered in the building. And hadn't it been a crazy week this last week? Yeah, there's some uh, there's some current events happening right now. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. You know, the, the battle at the pump. Just everybody trying to grab all the gas they can. Yeah. So, so there's a gas shortage. Well, it's, it's, I think we talked about this a little bit before. It's not actually a shortage there. There didn't need to be a shortage. The shortage was created by people panicking. That's a term that we've heard twice now, panic buying. We have it now. We had it a year ago with that, uh, with that toilet paper. Oh, buddy. Everybody had to get some toilet paper, you know, by the crate load. Right. So now you got people filling up plastic bags full of, gasoline which seems wildly unsafe to me let's talk about how bad of an idea that is for just one second if you're doing that at home stop because it's going to eat through that bag right don't look at that picture and think yeah that's a good good idea that's a good way to store gas it's not yeah gas cans that's why they sell those you probably should use that instead but just don't don't hoard all the gas you know if we quit hoarding it we're going to be all right we'll get through this thing in about two days all right uh, but that kind of brings us into what we wanted to talk about today, not letting fear rule you. And I think that is easier said than done for most of us, uh, myself included. And just into like my most recent venture, we've already talked about this a little bit, Joe. I don't know if I told you, Bobby, but got my LLC started um, last Friday. So I am the proud new owner of my own business. And we're going to get that off the ground. But I tell you what, fear has kept me from branching out of my comfort zone for a while as far as doing something like that. And it's a little scary. I think we could probably all think of an experience or a time when we let, you know, extenuating circumstances sort of rule us in a sense. So you let something, some fear, or the idea of something, you know, that of the unknown even prevent you or, or keep you from doing what you know you should be doing, right? I, I've done that sometimes with uh, some of my investments, where I had like a, a good good bit of money into something, and I see the stock price dip a little bit, and uh, you sort you panic sell, like oh no, it's going to I'm lose all my money, so so you sell your investment, and then like the very next day it goes back up again, and you could have made money. And you know, I'm, sure, I'm sure we all have similar similar ideas or experiences with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, just in investing alone, I, I used to have that same problem. And now, after I've done that to myself a few times, I know kind of what to look for. And I mean, just this week, the market was down. And I could have panicked around Thursday and sold right at about what I had in it. So not really a loss. And by Friday, I'd already gotten back, you know, 70% of what it was down from from Monday. And I'm, I'm sure it'll get it all back and just keep climbing. So letting that fear, 
that fear rule, you're going to miss out on just in the market alone, you're going to miss out on some gains. But what do you do to kind of, you know, push yourself through that fear, Joel? Well, so it's like when it hits. So, so say like, uh, say I turn on the news and it's saying, you know, there's a gas shortage and I see like, you see like, you know, the media is all about sensationalism, right? So they'll show you a bunch of pictures of people at the gas station filling up totes and garbage bags full of gas. And, and you see lines, people waiting two or three hours uh, at the gas station. So your immediate thought is, oh, well, I need to go get gas before it's all gone, right? I won't be able to drive. I won't be able to do what I need to do. So your initial sort of gut reaction is, I need I need to go out and, and be a part of this. So So what I try to do is I try to, take a step back before I go run in my car to go fight somebody over gas. I'm like, okay, so, so what's really going on? Is, is there really a gas shortage? Give yourself just five minutes and, and to, to think about it, to cool off. And after that five minutes is over, reevaluate the situation. You're like, okay, do I really, do I really need to go and, and get gas right now? Or would it probably be smarter to wait until tomorrow and see, you know, see how things are, see how things are turning out. Same thing with investing. You see it start to dip. You see it start to go red. Like, okay, was this, was my goal to, to sell this right away? Was, what was my long-term goal? Was, what, was it a, was it a goal to hold this for six months? So if my goal was to hold this for six months, what's the point in selling it after just a couple of days? You know, I think, think more long-term, think more of the, the bigger picture of what's going on. Yeah, and, and and probably while you're assessing your risk, assess your risk tolerance. You know, really for anything, can you stomach some days in red? You know, some right. people don't, can't. Don't put yourself in a situation where you can't stomach the red. Right? If you put everything you have into something, sometimes you know it it, it can make it even harder to get through that. But you, like you said, you have, to, you have to assess your your tolerance for risk first. That that's a good way of looking at it. That's the first step, I think. Bobby, how do you kind of push through when you're scared? You know, you had an interesting take on, well, you know, when Joel sent that text message out for us to all get gas, you, you had a pretty interesting take on what you were going to do if gas was to run out. Well, I used to run to work, so I don't think an issue of no gas would be that big of a deal for me. But um, I guess that goes into diversifying, right? Make sure you you have a couple different routes to get to the, the, the end goal. Uh, but I look at this from more of an evolutionary lens. Um, and it was interesting to see Joel's take or, you know, be rational about it, be logical and look into it. But like, it kind of makes sense where people would want to hoard things, right. Have resources so that in the event that you're, source to the resource is shut down. You have enough to like maintain for a while. Um, evolutionary speaking, right. You want to make sure you have enough food for the periods where you're not going to have food in the winter time. Well, right? think of uh, Y2K. We all remember that <laughs> when people were, you know, filling up their basements with beans. Yeah. A toaster's going to explode. Same thing with COVID, right? All the canned food, all the toilet paper was gone. Yeah. And it, it makes sense, but I think a lot of it, a lot of it is how we're so individually minded 
which is good, right? We should be, this is America, right? We enjoy our individual freedoms and uh, we want to protect them. But I think a lot of it also is like, we're, we're still big part of a bigger community. So you kind of have to be able to zoom back and forth and think about your individual freedom versus, you know, the collective stability. So leaning on your friends, having a good support system would help you get through. But I don't know. That's just my input. Right. How many of those people who went out and filled a tote full of gas, if maybe they would have called someone else first and said, hey, do you think this is reasonable to go and fill a tote with gasoline? You know, maybe, maybe not all of them, but I feel like some of them probably would have been given an answer. Hey, you know, don't do that. That's not. That's not what you need to do right now. Maybe they were buying it for their buddies, right? They couldn't make yeah, it to the maybe. to the gas station, so they were hoarding it for their friends. I don't know. Yeah, that. I guess. I, I mean, kind of in part of that, you know, as you're seeing more and more people again into the gas thing, panicking, panic buying, creating this mad rush on gas. If if in your life you're finding the people around you. Or having that kind of maybe negative influence. Because that could go both ways. You could get great friends um, that are going to, you know, you can call them. No, that's not a great idea to fill up a tote full of gas. But then you've got others that are like, absolutely, fill two. I'm in line right now. I have, <laughs> uh, yeah, hurry up before I get all of it. I'm literally just pouring it into my trunk. I don't even have a tote. <laughs> I'm just dumping it straight into the trunk. So kind of being mindful of whether or not, you know, the people that are surrounding you, because I'm, I'm kind of reminded of that old adage, you know, you are your friends. So positive or negative, making sure that we're surrounding ourselves with more positive influences. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I don't want to like, yeah, I'm not, I'm poking fun, but I don't want to speak disparagingly of people who are scared and, and part of people to blame is, you know, when, the, when the media creates sensationalism and they, they want you to think that something is, you know, like you said, like, like the weather channel does it all the time, right? Oh, we're getting two feet of snow or vicious ice storms, all these terrible things. And then it, it rains a little bit the next day, right? Well, if they just told you it was going to rain a little bit the next day, you probably wouldn't tune in and they wouldn't make any revenue off of their ads. So, and then news does the same thing. If they tell you uh, that, you know, there's some ransomware hacked this pipeline. It, it could affect gas supplies a little bit over the next week. Maybe people don't tune in as much. But if they if they hype it up to there's no gas and they show you a bunch of flash, a bunch of pictures in front of you of people waiting hours in line and, and, and they show you a bunch of gas stations with yellow tape over it because they're out of gas. Then what's your your immediate reaction then is going to be much more prone to panic. So, like you know. There are other powers to blame as well for people panicking. Maybe they're doing that to protect you, though, because let's say that snowstorm, right? If they underplay it and just say, ah, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And now you're stranded in the middle of nowhere. So I do think there is, I think there's a place for that. Uh, Maybe not sensationalism, but for being a little over cautious when you're giving information to people just so that you're not sticking them in a situation where you're putting them in danger. But yeah, I, I agree with the the gas thing. They should vet their information before they 
throw it all at us. So just, just kind of into what, you know, I'm doing, and I'm sure plenty of people out in the world are doing. If you're, you're trying to branch out and maybe expand your portfolio or, you know, what you're doing business wise, um, it's important to have a plan, you know, write that down. What, what does that look like? Um, have a backup plan. You know, I have a backup plan. I, I have a full-time job. So if this doesn't take off, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be without income. This is all extra to me. But, you know, for some people, and kind of to a degree myself included, you need, in, in order for me to even feel like I, I could be successful, I have to invest, you know, very much into it. Uh, whether that just be personally, for me, it's monetarily. So if if I'm not invested monetarily into something, because I'm cheap, as you know, Joe, I'm uh, shockingly cheap. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very cheap. So if I didn't put my money into it, I'm not risking anything. So if I'm not risking anything, it's a lot easier for me to be like, ah, eh, not today, uh, or or not this week. I'll do it next week. Um, so I had to just start spending some money. So that I could propel myself. Okay, now that I've spent some on this, if I don't go get this business license, I've just wasted this money. So then I, I go get the business license. Uh, I, I file for, you know, the sales tax paperwork with the state. I buy the URL for the website. I, I get the logo. So I'm, I'm putting more of myself into it so that I feel more personally invested in my idea. It gives me a better chance of success. And, and I, I do, I've written down some steps of what this looks like. Um, but I don't, I don't fully know what this would look like if it comes to fruition. But I have, I have a sense of it. And that helps me to feel a little less fearful of, of that unknown. Cause at the end of the day, it's all unknown to me. I've never started a business before. I, I don't, I don't know. I know what success kind of looks like, you know, wealth. But what what does that short term success look like before the wealth? Sometimes you gotta just dive in. I mean, you, you know, necessarily you remember like the first time you went swimming, how, how scary that was. Being like a young kid, but taking that first step into the water, it, it is scary. And then once, oh, looks like we got some technical difficulties here. Unplug and plug it back in real quick. That's our boy Joel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm back. Whatever. You, you guys do stuff too. You know, I, I mean, anyway, as I was saying, yeah. Uh, just like you said, it, it's good to have the backup plan is what, where I was going with that. It's good to have the backup plan and like to what Bobby said, okay, so we're out of gas. Well, I'll, I'll bike to work or I'll run to work. I'll walk to work, whatever the case is. And not everybody has that situation where they can do that, but have the backup plan. And I was dive in, but but understand, you know, there's there's a life jacket back there as well if you really need it. I was looking at the text message, Ryan, and yeah, I, I did forget what I responded with. You can always call off work too, right? Yeah, do you have an excuse? <laughs> yeah, I mean that sounds great. Oh, sorry, I can't go to work because there's no. I mean that sounds amazing. I'll, I'll be to work when I can. COVID two point well, Yeah, once I can get some gas. No, I so I'm I'm reminded, you know, a buddy of mine. Um, he started a business up several years ago and the way that he did it was he's, he's kind of like that person. I've got to put my back against the wall, you know? So basically he acquired some debt 
you know, pretty pretty quickly as he quit his job, started this business up. So he didn't really have a choice. It was either go get it or everything that I've built thus far is is going to fall apart. And up to this point, man, he's not only been successful, he's been extremely successful. You know, he has built he he's on the path to build generational wealth. Something that he could leave his son, maybe even, you know, his grandson at some point, but doing extremely well. And that's all been in the course of the last probably four years or so that he's been doing this. It takes time. You know, success is not one of those things for most of us that's overnight. And you're going to see some red along the path to this. But if you have an idea of how this should look long term, as we've talked about in previous episodes, you you have some incremental goals that you've put in there and, and probably also some incremental, you know, milestones, just markers as you're climbing up this mountain. You You'll know that if things get a little rocky, it's going to be okay. You, you've already proven to yourself that you can do this time and time again. Don't pull back now. You, you've seen the market rising. You hit red for one day. It's not time to just sell. It's going to go green again. We just got to wait it out a little bit. We just keep pushing. Buy more. You know, would you call it, Joel, if, if the market starts to go red? Oh, stocks are on sale. They're on sale. Right. Why, why wouldn't you buy more of it when it's on sale? Yeah. It's the same in your business. You know, if you're, if you're finding that maybe, you know, into what I'm doing, I'm going to have to be signing up customers to like a, a monthly recurring thing. If, if I'm not getting as much signups as I would like, well, do some self-reflection. What am I doing wrong? Am I not advertising as well? Am I not optimizing, you know, my results on the search engine? Um, Am I not performing my work as well? You know, it's something that I'm doing, so maybe word of mouth isn't helping to spread my message as well as I would like to. What is it? Let's dial in on those things so that we can we can change them and get back on course. I think that's important. That was very well put. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Does that does that kind of do it for us? I think so. I mean, so like just the, the idea, like the topic, sort of living in fear or letting fear control you. I mean, it, we, we've all struggled with that through our lives, but I think we're all at a point where we don't want to let that happen anymore. So, I mean, we, we can reflect and look back on on past experiences, but I don't think that's something that any of us have dealt with a lot recently either. You know, we, we we've all sort of, taking a stand in our personal lives to, to, to look forward and to be more positive with things, especially over the past I, I don't, year, year and a half, even more so. Yeah. I mean, we, as we're on this journey, we've, we've, I think we've all acknowledged failure is inevitable, but so is success. And the only thing that's going to stop us from being successful is accepting the failure and just quitting. And that's something I refuse to do. We're, we're going to be, we're going to be something big one day, all of us. Everybody listening, if you just keep on pushing, you can you can seize that day. There is one other thing we didn't talk about yet that's important. All right, what is it? Uh, Bobby bought a new flannel Ooh. yesterday. Well, let's talk about that for a second. 
That's pretty fresh too. I, I do. Still, it still has the tag on it, I believe. Yes, it does. Yeah, I'm ready. He's ready to get out there and start. Do you leave the tags lumber. on to sort of flex the fact that you just bought a new <laughs> no, flannel? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> um, so, kind of about that though is, I guess it could tangentially be related. Um, I went to Yingling Brewery, which is the oldest brewery in in America. Um, my brother and I toured it. My brother's a, a brewer. Um, I'm super amateur in my brewing, but we wanted to go check it out. It was one of the, we both just moved to the area. So it was one of the things we wanted to check out and I knew they had a sweet flannel. So I I was in, um, but this guy was 19, moved from Germany to America, um, at 19. Right. And back then that's gotta be crazy because traveling, you know, we're talking in, 1800s right that's pretty nuts and he finds his mining town settles down um, starts his brewery which is his dream two years in his brewery burns down so he starts this new um, building up on the side of a mountain and he's in a minor community so he you know, using his logic says, let's mine into the side of the mountain. And then it's basically free refrigeration. It stays about 50 degrees, which is per- perfect for uh, fermenting a lager. And um, yeah, so he gets the whole community to rally to, to mine out this mountain by hand. Right. So it takes like 10 years to, to get this. And it's it's amazing. If you get a chance to go, just check out the caves. Um, go on the yingling tour it's awesome um but just the idea that then when you meet that adversity don't just quit like he could have quit two years in because his his um, facility burnt down and he had to start fresh but by starting fresh it allowed him to like kind of re-explore and and rent um revolutionize his his processes so Sometimes when things do plummet, it allows you to kind of take a look back and figure out the best way to go about things. Maybe there's a better way to do it um, and then capitalize on it. Be the phoenix that rises from the ashes. Yeah, don't don't just let that shatter your dreams. Just rise back out. Be, be better again. I love that. That's a great story. And uh, afterwards, they put these awesome fire doors on. So always have fire doors just in case. Yes. <laughs> have that have that life preserver ready just in case. It's, there's a difference between being, you know, ambitious and headstrong and just being, you know, stupid. You take some precautions as well. Don't let that fear rule you. I love it. Anything else anybody want to add to that? Oh, I think that's all well said. I love it. Well, we appreciate you all joining us again for another episode and uh we'll see you next week. Colder than December, I'ma bring the fire out. If you wanna enter, homie, this is my house. Life a roller coaster, just enjoy the ride now. Every day I'm closer, daily doses right now.